get an idea built up in your head before you travel, you know, Miami is going to be hot, Coast City is going to be beautiful, stuff like that. And everyone has an idea of Gotham City. Turns out, they're all true. It's awful here. It's like the archaeologists designed the sidewalks to always be in shadows. Even with the cloud cover, which, like, never seems to break, or... Maybe it's the smog, but even walking from block to block, you spend it in the shadows. I've only been here a couple of days, and I hate it. But you go to where the work is, right? And Gotham breeds crazies. Sorry if that's not a nice word, but I'm not in the mood to make nice with people's feelings. The people of Gotham certainly don't care. There's a lot of people that live here. I don't know what the current population is, but it's in the millions. You walk down a street in New York, and it's wall-to-wall people all pretending that you're not standing six inches from them. In Gotham, though, everyone gives each other a wide berth. It's like they all have a territorial bubble around them, and you do not violate it. And they hustle. There's no sightseeing on the sidewalks of Gotham. People scurry from building to building, and no one talks to strangers. They barely chat with their co-workers. I'm feeling more alone in the crowd than ever before. But maybe it's just the city getting to me and managing my disappointments. That guy, the guard I told you about, who transferred to Blackgate? Yeah, turns out he oversold his influence. He couldn't actually get me into Blackgate, not even to the waiting room. Turns out they're a little paranoid about reporters there. Something happened. They call it the Ryder incident, but won't elaborate. So I'm out of luck there. But that guy has a friend, which I'm learning is how these things work. And he works in the morgue at the GCPD headquarters, which is where the MCU is located. All these acronyms. Get to ICU, ASAP, PQD, or wait, PDQ. Ugh. They have a more open policy, though, when it comes to reporters, which means they can be bribed to ignore you. Yes, the dollar is still almighty amongst Gotham's finest, but the first night my money was well spent as I got some FaceTime with one of the most famous and not homicidal villains in the city. I cannot believe my luck. That makes one of us. You're Selena Kyle, the Catwoman. It's just Catwoman. Add the, and it just sounds pretentious. But I can't believe you're here. I never thought I'd get a chance to talk to you. It's a dream come true for both of us. Could I ask you a couple of questions? Seeing as I'm chained to this wall until those large Italian men finish chatting with those larger Gotham blue boys, I don't see how I can stop you. Italian? What's going on? A bit of diplomacy. Seems I made some enemies last time I was in Rome. A small disagreement that appears to have followed me back home. A little, uh... He said, she said. 
Yeah. He said, hey, come back here with that necklace. And she said, arrivederci. (laughs) Well, I'm writing a book. Mm, Good for you. Send me a copy. I will. It's about supervillains. Really? What's your angle? Is there a ranking? Am I winning? No. Well, it's more of a series of conversations. Why they, well, why you, why you do what you do. Hmm. How's it going so far? Pretty good. Taking me all the way here to Gotham. How lucky you are. So, what made you choose a life of crime? Well, I suppose since I'm not going anywhere, it's because of an apology. An apology? Yes. You see, I'm tall. Tall for a girl, they say. Always have been. Sometime before puberty, I started apologizing for it. Sorry, I have to duck in the doorway. Sorry, my clothes are too big for you to borrow. Sorry. 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 I get it. Oh, sorry for interrupting. (laughs) Funny, kid. Then one day, I'm working a straight job, and this guy, this middle management prick, bumps into me, spilling coffee all over me. So I did what anyone would do in that situation. You snapped. (laughs) I apologized to this guy for him spilling coffee all over me. That night, as I stood over the sink trying to get the stain out, my hands red and raw, I stopped and thought, why? Why the hell was I apologizing for everything, for anything? And why should you? Mm, That's easy for you to say. But right then and there, I stopped. Stopped apologizing for being smart or tall or pretty for being able to do a backbend from a standing position. That's when I stopped hiding. Hiding what? Who I was, what I could do. I worked hard on my body. Why was I hiding it under cardigans and prairie skirts? I could type faster than anyone in that office, run faster, and certainly move money around. And so that's when you turned to crime. You make it sound so binary. I found out what I was good at and decided I wanted to do it as much as I could. It's no different than a basketball player or a tailor. I had a calling. It's just that my calling wasn't exactly legal. Did you feel bad the first time you stole anything? Yes, but not in the way you think. I felt bad because I had been wasting half my life on pretending, apologizing. I know I have a rep. I get lumped in with the lunatics up in Arkham just because of Gotham, because of him. Him? The Batman? There's that pretentious D again. Yeah, him. But beyond him, past all that stuff, I'm an exceptional thief. I was born to it. It's my thing. I get in over my head, roughed up, but I never regret a second of it. And you never apologized. Now you're getting it. Now about you. 
Me? Uh, what about me? Is this your thing? Asking questions of lost souls, writing down their sad and tawdry answers. I... I don't know. I like it, and it's what's working now. Then it's not your calling. When you were a little girl, dreaming big, before stupid men and stupider reality crushed it, what was your future going to be? I... You'll think it's dumb. You see these cuffs? Who am I to judge? Well, I... I wanted to get married. I figured I'd go to college, meet a great, smart, cute guy on his way up, and then I'd be his wife. White picket fences, brood of kids. Hmm. You don't seem like the sort. What happened? He never showed up. A bunch of auditions, but no starring role. I found stuff that I liked and stuff I was good at, but I was always just marking time until... Cupid found me. Real Cupid? That is not Green Arrow loving Cupid. <laughs> yeah, she's a piece of work. Looks like uh, international relations have worked out, so I'm going to have to go. But listen to me. You're not off stage waiting for your cue. The spotlight's on you now. Time to show the world you're better than his last name. Go do something crazy and make him wonder if he's man enough for you. Thanks, Miss Kyle. Two last pieces of advice, girl. One, never apologize. And two? You want to find a quality guy? Get the hell out of Gotham City. Legible Squall presents To Prove a Villain, Episode 13, Catwoman. Written by Kyle Olson. Performed by Shannon Jelly and Amy Shaw. Produced by Ryan Fitzpatrick and Shannon Jelly. Follow us on Twitter at Legible Scrawl. Check out our Facebook page or drop by our website, LegibleScrawl.com, where we do cool things and answer the important questions like, what would happen if a struggling psychology major interviewed DC villains? You're welcome. <laughs>